بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد. We continue with our lessons and in the book the guide to sound creed authored by Sheikh Saleh Al Fozan, Alhamdulillah Taala. Just a quick and a revision of last lesson. Last lesson we looked at the alaqah and the relationship and the connection between Tawheed al-Rububiyyah and Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. The connection between the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship and the Tawheed of worship. Now what is one or what are the two connections? That the Sheikh mentioned was the first one. The first connection. Anybody? Indeed. The first uh, and connection between them is that. Knowing and acknowledging Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship, that necessitates a person, affirms Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Okay, necessitate compels them, should compel a person. If a person affirms that Allah is the only creator, sustainer, and the controller of the affairs of all of his creation, and he's the giver of life and the cause of death, and he owns all of his creation, then that sort of compels and pushes a person to and he worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So that's one connection. What is the second connection? What is the second connection? Okay, so basically, Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah implies and comprises Tawheed al-Rububiyyah by way of if a person worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone okay, and believes that only Allah should be worshipped and that he affirms that in his actions. So therefore that implies that a person, first and foremost, must have affirmed and believed and Tawheed al-Rububiyyah because the reason he is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and not ascribing any partners to him in worship is because he has believed that Allah is the sole creator, sustainer and the disposer of all of the affairs of his creation. So therefore, a person who worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and does not ascribe any partners to him so therefore we can say that that person automatically we can say that person affirms the lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but a person who affirms we only know about that person that he affirms or the people that they affirm Tawheed al-Rububiyyah does that mean that automatically they worship Allah alone no and the example of that is the mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet they affirmed 
the Lordship of Allah Azza wa Jal, that He was the Creator, sustainer, and control of the affairs. But did they worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone? No. Okay, they took deities and worshipped any others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> what is the benefit? We didn't discuss that last time, but what is there any person can think a benefit of knowing this connection between Tawheel al-Uluhiyah and Tawheel al-Rububiyah? How can a person use that to their own advantage? We didn't discuss that last time. It's something he's going to mention only today. Because I want to see if anybody can see what is the wisdom or what is the purpose of knowing the connection or the relationship between Tawheed al rububiyah and Tawheed al uluhiyah uh, Increases the love and desire towards Allah. Looking for something else. In da'wah, something in da'wah. Jayit. How can we use that in da'wah? So that connection that we learned last time, the Yali person utilizes that in da'wah and in calling to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Because if a person in front of you affirms that Allah, he believes that there is a presence of a creator and he believes that that creator has created every single thing and he believes that that creator is in control of everything. Yeah, and he affirms that that creator is the only one who is the giver of life and the cause of death. So that person affirms and before you the Lordship of Allah So therefore, that is used as evidence against that person. So therefore, if you affirm this, automatically then you should affirm. Okay, you should affirm that Allah should be worshipped and alone, and that no. Partners should be ascribed to him. <coughs> Today we will look at the, uh, the Quranic methods in calling to Tawheed al-Uluhiyah. Okay, the Quranic and the methods in calling to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the alone. <coughs> he mentioned, he mentions, Due to the fact that Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, has been acknowledged and affirmed by the people because due to their fitrah, okay, that natural disposition that they've been created upon, and due to the fact that when the people, they observe the creation, okay, they observe the creation of the earth, the universe, okay, when they observe the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they contemplate and they reflect, automatically that directs them to believe that there is the, a presence of a creator, a designer who has created and this earth and everything that is in it. Okay, so that and it, that reflection and it pushes people to to think like that. So therefore the Sheikh said, due to the fact that uh, people, or most of the people, they have affirmed the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone 
due to the fact that they were created and with that fitrah and likewise through their observing of the any creation and likewise due to the fact that it is not sufficient regarding the uh, iman in Allah is not sufficient and for a person to suffice themselves with the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and alone and that a person is not saved or is not safe from the hellfire and due to them only affirming the Lordship of Allah Azza wa Jal and due to this, these facts the messengers they focused and their da'wah and their call their call to their people to their nation they focused on Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah they focused on the oneness of Allah's worship. Okay, they focused to their people that their people should only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And he says, especially the da'wah and the call of the seal of the prophets and the seal of the messengers, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that he used to command the people to testify to la ilaha illallah that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah and this statement Ali la ilaha illallah the Sheikh says and it means and includes the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal alone and that that person who and he witnesses and uh, testifies to it should refrain from and he worshipping others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what La ilaha illallah and its meaning is based upon. Affirming the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal alone and negating and refraining from the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Sheikh says, Fakanu yanfiruna min and his and the people and the mushrikeen he was calling and he calling them to testify to la ilaha illallah and to accept the meaning of la ilaha illallah they used to run away from it and he meaning avoid it they used to avoid and he saying and agreeing to the meaning and of la ilaha illallah and they used to say aj'ala al-alihata ilahan wahida inna hadha la shay'un ujab as he made our deities into one deity Indeed, that is something strange. And the meaning, as he made all of the deities that we worship into one, that we now should only worship any one deity. Indeed, that is something that is strange. Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di, he mentions and regarding this verse. And he says, and the meaning that they're saying is, كَيْفَ يَنْهَا عَنْ اتِّهَاذِ الشُرَكَاء وَالْأَنْدَادِ how can he prohibit us from taking partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How? And when this verse, what he means, how can he prohibit us from taking any partners and worshipping others with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he commands us to have sincerity. In our worship for Allah, 
that we should only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Inna hadha. And indeed that this information that he's teaching, that he has come with, la shayun ujab. It is something that is strange. Meaning, for them, that is something which is false. Due to their thinking, and the way of assessing what is right regarding worship, what is right and what is wrong, what is normal and what is abnormal to them, that is something which is ujab. Something which is strange, false. They couldn't understand that. Yeah, they couldn't or wouldn't really understand that. Jade. فَحَاوَلُوا مَعَ الرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ So they put effort and they tried with the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم for him to abandon his da'wah. Okay, they tried for him to abandon his da'wah. Basically, they tried with him so that he basically leaves off this da'wah and stop calling to the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal and alone. And that they tried... And for him to leave them alone, to leave them and their worship of the Asnam, their worship of their idols. And they put great effort and of every type of means that they had, that they possessed. And they tried with the Messenger of Allah and he to make him stop. And he calling to what he is calling to Tawheed. Sometimes they will try to encourage him with other things. Okay, they will offer him women. They would offer him any power. We will give you all this if you stop calling any to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. If you stop any uh, prohibiting the people to leave. And in the worship of the idols. And at other occasions, okay, trying to put fear in him. Okay, trying to put any fear in the Prophet وسلم, so that he stops and he calling to Tawheed. And he وسلم, and, he, and his response and he, to all of this is Wallahi by Allah. If they place the sun in my right hand and they place the moon in my left hand so that I stop calling to this affair, la atruku, I will never really abandon this. I will never abandon, abandon any calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will never really cease in calling the people to Tawheed until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the truth prevail and destroys any falsehood. So the Shaykh continues and he says, فَكَانَتْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ تَتَنَزَّلْ عَلَيْهِ بِالدَّعْوَةِ إِلَى هَذَا التَّوْحِيدِ So the verses I was revealed to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and a lot of them was concerning calling to Tawheed. And those verses were aiding the Prophet ﷺ in calling to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And likewise, those verses 
was aiding the Prophet ﷺ to make rad, I need to refute the doubts of the mushrikeen. Okay, the doubts of the mushrikeen. So aiding him in affirming and tawheed al-uluhiyyah and likewise and refuting the doubts of the mushrikeen. وَإِقَامَةُ الْبَرَاهِينَ عَلَىٰ بُطْلَانَ مَا هُمْ عَلَيْهِ And those verses likewise will help him to establish the proofs and the evidences concerning the falsehood of what the mushrikeen were upon and regarding their, their religion, their worship. And the Shaykh says, and then the methods that we find in the Qur'an the methods of those verses that call to the calls to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. We see there are many different types, many different types of methods. And we inshallah shall mention some of them. We shall mention some of them. The first أمره سبحانه وتعالى بعبادته وترك إبادة ما سوى. And in the first one we see the Sheikh says those verses in which Allah subhanahu wa taala directly commands His worship. He directly commands and the people to worship Him alone, and He directly prohibits them from the worship. Of other than him. كما قال في قوله تعالى As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Worship Allah and do not ascribe any partners to him. Meaning and do not worship anything else and besides him. So here we see in this verse there is that direct and a command. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the mushrikeen to worship him alone and at the second part of the verse prohibits them from ascribing partners to him. Likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ya ayyuhannas u'budu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum walladhina min qablikum O mankind worship your lord the one who created you and created those who came before you. In this verse, the second verse, we see Allah mentions, addresses the whole of mankind and says, Worship your Lord. And he worship your Lord. So that is a direct and a command to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that verse continues and the end of the verse ends فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ So do not set up rivals, set up equals and to Allah وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Whilst you know, okay, whilst you know that He is the only creator, sustainer and the controller of the affairs of all creation. So here we see in this Verses that the Shaykh has mentioned, and in one of the Quranic, Quranic methods, one of the methods, and in the Quran, which calls people to the Tawheed and to Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, 
that they single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone in worship is that direct and command from Allah Azza wa Jal and he worship Allah worship your Lord and likewise that prohibition do not ascribe any partners to him do not set up equals and he with him so he is one this is one of the any methods of the Quran in calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, the Sheikh says, وَمِنْهَا إِخْبَارُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ أَنَّهُ خَلَقَ الْخَلْقِ لِعِبَادَتِهِ كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى One of the other methods is he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, informing that he has created and in the creation created mankind and the jinn to worship him alone to worship him alone so the purpose of their creation the purpose of life as it occurs in the verse Allah subhanahu wa says وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah says I did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me alone except to worship me alone so another method that is mentioned in the quran that calls people to worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is informing them of the purpose of their life the purpose of their creation thirdly the sheikh says وَمِنْهَا إِخْبَارُهُ أَنَّهُ أَرْسَلَ جَمِيعَ الرُّسُلِ the other method is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs that he has sent all of the messengers with the call of worshipping him alone and that they came likewise with the prohibition prohibition and he against the worship, the worship of other than him. As it occurs in the verse, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ Allah says, and indeed we have sent a messenger to every nation, proclaiming and calling to Worship Allah and he worship Allah and refrain and stay away from the false <coughs> deities. So this verse indicates the wisdom and it behind the sending of the prophets. Okay, the wisdom and it behind the sending of the prophets. And it is to call people to Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. That they single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone in worship. <coughs> Fourthly, the Sheikh mentions Al Istidlal ala Tawheed al Ilahiyyah bi infiradihi bil Rububiyya wal Khalq wal Tadbir. This is what we mentioned earlier. Ali, what is the uh, reason or why, what is the purpose behind knowing the relation between Tawheed al Rububiyya and Tawheed al Uluhiyya? And it is for this that you call Ali people. To Tawheed and to affirm the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal alone by using the affirmation of the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what this point says. So, and using 
the affirmation of the Lordship of Allah Azza wa Jal to call on a person to affirm the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal and he alone. As it occurs and in the uh, and in the verses the Shaykh will mention Ya Ayuhannas Uhudu Rabakumuladi Khalakakum Waladina min Kablikum O mankind worship your Lord the one who created you and the one who created those who came before you. Question Where is Tawheed Ar Rububiya, the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship in this verse? It says, created, created, yeah, created, yeah, created those who came before you, uh, created you, and created those who came before you. That is the Tawheed al rububiyyah here. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling the people to worship Him alone by making them reflect on what they affirm. Yeah, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them and created all of the previous nations that came before them. Okay, so all mankind worship your Lord, the one who created you and created those who came before you. So this verse is using Tawheed al-Rububiyyah as a proof to affirm Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لا تسجدوا, لا تسجدوا للشمس ولا للقمر واسجدوا لله الذي خلقهن Do not prostrate to the sun and nor to the moon but instead prostrate to Allah alone the one who created them the one who created them So here there is a prohibition against prostrating and worshipping the sun and the moon and that rather a person should prostrate and worship Allah the one who created and the sun and the moon okay, the one who created and the sun and the moon again here using Tawheed al-Rububiyyah to affirm Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah and likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَفَمَنْ يَخْلُقُ كَمَنْ كَمَنْ لَا يَخْلُقُ أَفَمَنْ يَخْلُقُ كَمَنْ لَا يَخْلُقُ Are those who do not create like the one who creates? Yeah? Those who do not create any the creation. They do not create. They do not have the ability to create anything. Are they like the one who creates? Are they like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has the only uh, who has the ability to create? So this again is using Tawheed al-Rububiyyah to make people ponder and think of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who possesses the lordship over his creation. That he is the only, he's the one who creates, he's the only creator. So therefore worship him do not worship those who are unable to create okay do not worship those who are unable to create number five 
ومنها الاستدلال على وجوب عبادته سبحانه وتعالى بانفراده بصفات الكمال وانتفاء ذلك عن آلهة المشركين Likewise from the methods of, uh, in the Quran that calls to Tawheed al-Uluhiyah the Tawheed of worship is whereby again and using the uh, the affirmation of the beautiful and perfect attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and using what a person affirms from the perfect attributes of Allah azza wa jal using that to affirm al-tawheed al-uluhiyya and likewise and indicating and mentioning that the deities of the mushrikeen they do not possess these perfect attributes yeah, they do not possess these perfect attributes for example where Allah says فَعْبُدْهُ وَاسْتَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهِ لِعِبَادَتِهِ هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ Allah says so worship him and be patient in worshipping him do you know of an equal to him does he possess an equal okay, does he possess a partner something which is equal to him <coughs> so here what is it's affirming is any the uh, perfect attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the only one who possesses these perfect attributes so do you know of something else who is equal to Allah Azza wa Jal and who possesses these perfect attributes as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses so of course this will and this aims to make a person reflect and think that nothing else possesses perfect attributes like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore he should be worshipped and alone likewise Allah azza wa jal says وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا to Allah belongs the most beautiful name so therefore call upon him by them okay, affirmation that Allah, only Allah alone, only Allah Azza wa Jal alone possesses and the beautiful and perfect names. So therefore, a person should call upon Him alone, due to that fact. Due to that fact, and the people should call and supplicate to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and alone. And likewise, as Allah Jal mentions, and in a verse. And regarding Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, that he said to his father, Ya abati lima, lima, lima ta'budu ma la yasma' wa la yubsir wa la yugni anka shay'a. Tell all oh my father, why do you worship that which does not hear and that which does not see and that which does not avail you in anything? So here, this verse is negating attributes from the deities of the mushrikeen. If they cannot hear, and they cannot see, and they cannot avail you or help you in anything, so therefore, why do you worship them? 
worship the one and who can hear everything as Sami' the all hearing Allah Azza wa alone and he worship Al-Basir the all-seeing the one who sees every single thing and likewise in another verse in tadu'uhum la yasma'u du'a'akum if you call upon them if you supplicate to them they are unable to hear any your supplication again here yani uh, affirming that those deities that are worshipped besides Allah that they are unable to hear dua of a person Likewise, as he mentioned in the verse, وَاتَّخَذَ قَوْمُ مُوسَىٰ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ مِنْ حُلِيِّهِمْ عِجْلًا جَسَدًا لَهُ خُوَارٍ أَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّهُ لَا يُكَلِّمُهُمْ وَلَا يَهْدِيهِمْ سَبِيلًا The verse mentions, and the people of Musa, and they took after his absence, and they made a calf out of their uh, ornaments they made and out of their ornaments they made the shape of a calf and lahu they even had a sound alam yarow do they not see that it is uh, it is unable to speak to them and it is, it is unable to guide them again here and the intifa negating attributes from those false deities so that people will return back and worship any the one who possesses any the perfect attributes and beautiful names who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone number six and he mentioning number six another method is and he declaring or mentioning the and he ta'jiz the ads of the aliha of the mushrikeen that the deities of the mushrikeen they are unable to do anything they are incapable okay, of doing any anything for those who worship them or those who call any upon any them for example in the verse do they ascribe and do they worship and ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if those who do not create whilst they are themselves created and they are unable to give them victory and it all save them and they are unable to save their own selves. Here again, and he, uh, mentioning and this method is mentioning that those deities are incapable and he, of doing things for those who worship them. They are incapable of giving them victory, helping them, coming to their aid. And likewise, that those idols themselves, they are unable to help their own selves. They are unable to defend their own selves. So therefore, they are incapable. They do not have these attributes. So therefore, do not worship them. Worship Allah 
and is subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Likewise, another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ اِدْعُوا الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ مِن دُونِهِ فَلَا يَمْلِكُونَ كَشْفَ الدُّرِّ عَنْكُمْ وَلَا تَحْوِيلًا Say, قُلْ اِدْعُوا الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ Say, and he call upon the, the one, those whom you have claimed, and he to be partners with Allah Azza wa Jal. And besides him, فَلَا يَمْلِكُونَ كَشْفَ الدُّرِّ They do not, now they are unable to and he prevent any adversity and he from you and they are unable to divert it away from you and to anyone else again he is showing the and the ads that these idols they are incapable any of doing those things likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَمْلِكُ لَهُمْ رِزْقًا مِنَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ And they worship besides Allah those who are unable, to, unable to provide them any risk, any provision, and from the heavens and the earth, وَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ And they are unable to do this. So all of these verses and they are pointing to the fact that anything that is worshipped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they do not have the attributes to help that person they do not have the ability to help those people and in terms of protecting them from harm providing them with good and etc so this is one of the methods is mentioned in the Quran that makes the people turn back and if the people reflect correctly upon these verses that they will come to the conclusion that therefore these idols these any things that are worshipped besides Allah they do not have, they do they are not worthy of being worshipped they are not worthy of being worshipped because they are unable to do these these things that are sought from them Likewise, and in number seven, in the Quran where it mentions and the foolishness of the mushrikeen, and those who worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal, and their foolishness, and in mentioning that they are and foolish regarding their worship of other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, قَالَ أَتَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكُمْ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَدُرُّكُمْ Say, do you worship besides Allah that which does not benefit you and does not any, cause you any harm, does not cause you any harm. أُفٍ لَكُمْ أُفْ to you. In this verse, and he, the purpose behind it, as the Sheikh, and he is is making that point here, and he to make the Mushrikeen understand that their worship of these things that do not benefit them and cannot cause them any harm, that that is a foolish action. It is a foolish action for you to be worshiping these things, and they are 
and unable to bring you any benefit or cause you any harm. Likewise in the verse, وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِمَّنْ يَدْعُوا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُمْ إِلَى يَوْمٍ قِيَامَةٍ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ In this verse, who is more astray than those who call upon others besides Allah? That which does not, or those who do not, who are unable to answer them until the day of judgment meaning and he never they are unable to answer them or give them what they want and they are unaware of their supplication and their invocations so here and in the verse is getting the mushrikeen to understand that they are astray who is more astray, showing their foolishness? Who is more astray than one and he who calls upon other than Allah? Who calls upon other than Allah? They call upon those who are unable and to answer them and to help them. Number eight. And the Sheikh says, "Ani bayan, ani minha bayan, aqibatul mushrikin, aladina yabuduna ghayr Allah." Where the Quran clarifies the any punishment of the mushrikin, any those who worship other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and likewise mentions and clarifies the state any of those that they worshipped. And either their state and between them on the day of judgment when any those who are worshipped will free themselves of those who worship them. Okay? Like for example, and the verse which mentions do they not consider those who have wronged themselves? Do they not see and even see the punishment that al quwwah that all power belongs to Allah, and Allah is severe and in in punishment. Allah is severe and in punishment. So these verses are making the mushrikeen ponder on the punishment of worshipping. And the other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, and from those verses, mentions, and from those who are worshipped, that they will disassociate, and they will free themselves of and those who worship them. And for example, I need to cut that part a bit shorter, as the Sheikh mentions, uh, and regarding the verse, وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيسَى بْنَ مَرْيَمْ أَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ قَالَ سُبْحَانَكَ مَا يَكُونُ لِي أَنْ أَقُولَ مَا لَيْسَ لِي بِحَقَّ On the day of judgment, when Allah will speak to Prophet Isa alayhi salam, and he will say to Isa, O oh Isa, the son of Maryam, did you say to the people, worship me and my mother, meaning worship me, 
Isa, and my mother, meaning Maryam, and to take us as two deities, I need to be worshipped besides Allah. Subhanak. And on the day of judgment, he will say, Exalted, and you are exalted. It is not for me to say that which I do not have any right to. So on the day of judgment, those who are worshipped, they will free themselves of those who worship them. They will free themselves. So he and these verses likewise, and he is engraving this into the minds of and the mushrikeen or those who worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that they turn back to the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal and alone and number nine where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he rebukes and replies to the mushrikeen and in their reasons of taking intercessors and between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Allah and he mentions in the Quran that intercession that he possesses and controls intercession and that it should not be sought from other than him from other and even him as Allah Ajal mentions in the Quran قُلْ أَوَلَوْ كَانُوا لَا يَمْلِكُونَ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ قُلْ لِلَّهِ الشَّفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And in part of this verse, Allah Jalla mentions, Say to Allah belongs the shafa'ah, intercession. All intercession and it belongs to Him. لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ He possesses the dominion of the heavens and the earth. So one of the reasons of the mushrikeen and he give for their worship of other than Allah is that they are taking them as intercessors and he before Allah. Yeah, placing them as and in the middle between them and Allah Azza wa Jal. So he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran and he rebukes this. Mentions that intercession only belongs to him, Allah. So therefore, if it belongs to him, then do not seek it for from anyone or anything any besides him. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Man illa Who will intercede before him except by his permission? Except by his permission. So intercession is Ali. Or shall we say Allah owns and the intercession and controls it. So no one will be able to intercede before Allah for anyone until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he gives his permission. Gives his and permission. And no one will be interceded for and except those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with so the people of Tawheed, the people who have affirmed the and the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal alone, those who did not die upon any major shirk, 
So in this ver- these verses, Ali the Sheikh, Ali briefly mentions that these verses affirm that intercession and it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that it should not be sought from other other than him. And it would not occur except after his permission. His permission and for the one who is doing the intercession and likewise one of the conditions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he, is to be pleased with the one who will be interceded for. And if these conditions, if they are not present, then intercession will not and occur. Allah will not give and his any permission. Now number 10. وَمِنْهَا أَنَّهُ يُبَيِّنْ سُبْحَانَهُ أَنَّهَا أُولَاهِ الْمَعْبُودِينَ مِنْ دُونِهِ لَا يَحْصُلُ مِنْهُمْ نَفْعٍ لِمَنْ عَبَدَهُمْ مِنْ جَمِيعِ الْوُجُوهِ وَمِنْ هَذَا وَمَنْ هَذَا شَأْنُهُ لَا يُصْلِحْ لَا يَصْلُحْ لِلْعِبَادَةِ And the tenth and the method of calling to Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah is whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clarifying in the Quran and in the state of the Ma'budin and in those who are worshipped that and if they are not suited for that worship they do not have right to that worship because they do not and that does not any worshipping them does not occur any benefit and if I'm worshipping idols or others behind Allah besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no benefit occurs any from this and from the verse that the Sheikh Ali mentions, Say to them, call upon those whom you have claimed to be deities along with Allah. They do not possess an atom's weight of anything in the heavens and the earth. They do not have any partnership any within them and within the and the heavens and the earth. They do not have and does not have any any assistant. And no intercession will benefit before him except any Except and for the one who he gives his permission to intercede. So here, and in these verses, as the Sheikh and the point that the Sheikh is making is, and he proving that worshiping others that uh, besides Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that that does not bring any benefit and at all and to that person. Why? Because those who are worshipped besides Allah, they do not, they are not in control of an atom's weight in the heavens and the earth. If that is the case, okay, and getting the people to think if that is the case, so therefore, worship the one who is in control of every single thing and in the heavens and the earth. Number 11. وَمِنْهَا أَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ ضَرَبَ أَمْثِلَةً كَثِيرَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ يَطَّرِحْ يَطَّرِحْ بِهَا بُطْلَانَ الشِّرْكِ 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given any many examples in the Quran and by these examples and it is clear that shirk and it is falsehood it is and it battle it is false and from those verses whereby Allah azza wa jal says وَمَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَكَأَنَّمَا خَرَّ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَتَخْطَفُهُ فَتَخْطَفُهُ الطَّيْرُ أَوْ تَحْوِي بِهِ الْرِيحِ فِي مَكَانٍ سَحِيقَ Allah mentions in, the, in this verse And whosoever ascribes a partner to Allah And whosoever worships something Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَكَأَنَّمَا خَرَّ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ It is as if that person has fallen from the sky. It is as if that person has fallen from the sky. And that he was snatched by the birds. And he was snatched by the birds or the wind. And he had blown him to a far off place and to a far off place Shabbat Rahman al-Sa'di and he mentions regarding this verse that Allah is giving the example here like an example of those who ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they as if and they have fallen from the sky and that the sky is like and representing an iman so they've fallen out from iman and when they've fallen down that the birds snatched them and basically uh, ripped apart any their body parts. Or the example is like one who has been blown away by the wind in a far off place and he lost and misguided. Lost and he and misguided. So here and it is 11 and the methods according to Tawheed al-Uluhiyya and the methods that are found in the Quran the Sheikh mentions that these are only some these are only some of the methods and there are many more and in the Quran and whosoever ponders in the Quran they will see many more of the methods and according to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and alone and that when a person and he reads the Quran, they will come across and many benefits. And if they read the Quran with tadabbur, with contemplation, and with reflection, that they will find, he says, al khair al kathir, many good and much good, a lot of benefits, and al adillah and muqni'ah, convincing and clear proofs. They will find the Quran convincing and clear proofs. Those proofs that will root down the correct and the aqidah of Tawheed in the heart of the believer. And that it will uproot and from those people, uproot from their heart and every type of doubt. Every type of doubt. That's why it's important. When we recite the Quran or we read the Quran, it should be done with reflection, contemplation. Are we are learning from it? Are we taking the lessons from it? And the Sheikh mentioned when a person does that, that will and he put the roots of the true aqidah and of Tawheed in the hearts of the people, 
and relieve them of those doubts and those shubuhat, those misconceptions that they have in their hearts and regarding the permissibility of worshipping other than Allah and subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we will end Ani, with this for this lesson and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions and mention Ani, these methods Ani, can be used Ani, to call the people to worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone and they are very effective if a person and he uses them correctly, he uses those methods correctly. Get the people to reflect and contemplate and find what they affirm and use what they affirm and against them, and the evidence against them to for them to affirm the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal and the Alun.